Hello, and welcome to I Watch This As An Adult, the podcast where I review movies from my childhood from an adult perspective. And this week, I'll be reviewing 1987's Hollywood Shuffle. Hello, and welcome to episode 110 of I Watch This As An Adult Movie Reviews. I am your host, Mikael Ford. We are at episode 110. (laughs) I can't believe we made it this far. Episode 110. I'm gonna be gonna be honest with you guys. Didn't expect to make it to 100. 100 was a milestone for me, but 110 episodes is definitely a milestone because <laughs> it's 10 more than 100. So uh, <laughs> I know my math. But anyway, uh, yeah. Uh, today we're gonna be reviewing uh, Hollywood Shuffle from 1987. But before we do all that, let me get into all the. Uh, all the rigmarole, all the, uh, all the, all the, all the, all the, all the, all the announcements, uh, for, for, for the day. This, I am, uh, uh, recording this on a, on a Sunday, though. Let's get to all the church announcements, everybody. Uh, (laughs) the pastor, the pastor needs your tidings. Um, uh, (laughs) uh, so, um, Go, uh, if you haven't yet, go subscribe to the Patreon. I got a Patreon. Um, you, uh, you can get, uh, access to, uh, monthly, uh, episodes. It's like special monthly episodes. I got a Avengers 10-year retrospective up there. I got a, uh, Doctor Strange Multiverse of Madness review up there. And pretty soon, I will be doing a video, or a, uh, not a video, uh, I will be recording a episode about the 15th anniversary, the 15 year anniversary, excuse me, the 15 year anniversary of the first Transformers movie. We're gonna be uh, dissecting that movie uh, in June. The we're gonna we're gonna we're gonna be dissecting this movie because this is a movie. This is a movie I haven't watched in a while, uh, and knowing the the reputation. Of the Transformers movies, I really want to watch that first one again because I wanna, I wanna, I wanna, I wanna see if that one's even any good. Because <laughs> you know? uh, a lot of people like give give the Transformers movies uh, a lot of shit. So I'm gonna go back to the to the very first one to see if that one's any good or if it's just as shitty as the rest of them. You know. <laughs> It's kind of like what I did with the first uh, Fast and the Furious film. Uh, I, have, I have a Fast and the Furious review, which is free. That one's free. Uh, like, it's it's an episode that I did uh, like a while ago, like maybe a year or two ago. I did that episode. Uh, but, um, yeah, so I'm going to do that with uh, the first Transformers movie. I was like, is it any good? Is it as bad as the other ones? <laughs> you know, like, but... Only way you can find out is if you subscribe to the Patreon. Go do that. I will put the link uh, in the in the description box of this episode, so you can so you'll know where the Patreon is, and you can just 
click on it and uh, subscribe to the Patreon. Alright, let's get into things I watched this week. I don't have a lot this week, so it's going to be pretty quick. Uh, just saw the Thor Love and Thunder um, uh, uh, trailer. Isn't I not just saw it, but I saw it like when everybody else saw it, like that mo- like uh, like that Monday. I'm just getting around to reviewing it now. Uh, it's not as it's still fun, but it's not as fun as the teaser trailer because in this in this uh, trailer we get Gore the God Butcher in this trailer played by uh, Christian Bale, and I'm gonna get to, I'm gonna I'm gonna get to him in a little bit. I got my theories. About what's gonna happen between Gore and Thor, that rhymed. But uh, uh, in this one, we also get a little bit. In this uh, trailer, we also get a little bit more uh, Natalie Portman. We get a little bit more Natalie Portman as uh, Lady Thor. I don't know if they're gonna call her Lady Thor, you know. But Jane Foster, you know, I don't know what her superhero name is gonna be. But in the comics, like they call her Lady Thor. I don't know if they're gonna call her Lady Thor <laughs> or just maybe Thor. I got my, I got. I got my my theories on on what's gonna happen with her too, um, but and we also get more Tessa Thompson as Valkyrie. We get more Korg. Get a lot less Guardians. Get a lot less Guardians of the Galaxy in this trailer than we do uh, in the first one. Guardians of the Galaxy are all throughout the first all throughout that first teaser. Uh, we don't get a lot of we don't get a lot of Guardians. We don't get no we don't get no Star Lord. Like Star Lord ain't even in this trailer. We get a little bit of Nebula, we get a little bit of uh, Drax, the Destroyer, but no, no, no Star Lord, no Rocket Raccoon, no Groot. Uh, we're most likely not getting Gamora in this uh, in this movie because that's that's gonna be a Guardians thing. If you remember at the end of Endgame, you know you got a uh, alternate universe or past the Gamora or whatever the fuck you want to call her because she's not really a multiverse Gamora she's just a Gamora from the past that just got shot into the future so um it, she's pretty much stuck there because the time machine's destroyed uh Thanos is dead you know so <laughs> she's she's pretty much like she's pretty much uh stuck in our time or their time, because like this is like 2024, 2025. You know, like they, they they shot like five years into the future, so uh, or like uh, four years now into the future. <laughs> but uh, <laughs> from when this movie came out, but yeah, um, yeah. So like they're, they're probably gonna save that. They're gonna save the all the Gamora stuff for Guardians Three, most likely. Got Adam Warlock coming. We got somebody cast as Adam Warlock. Let's not forget that we got um old dude. Uh, what's that dude name? Uh, he's a good actor too. Will Poulter. We got Will Poulter uh, playing Adam Warlock. So I'm I'm interested in seeing that in the next Guardians movie. Um, but yeah, man, we don't get a lot of Guardians in this trailer. Uh, we get a we get a we get some Russell Crowe. We get some Russell Crowe as a uh, Zeus. <laughs> it looks like he's gonna be pretty. Like he's gonna be pretty funny, actually. Uh, I hope we get some Hercules, man. I hope they're saving because Marvel. Marvel loves to do this. Marvel loves to save characters. 
they did it with in Multiverse of Madness. Where like they had characters show up, you're like, whoa, wait, what? I didn't even know they was in here. Uh, th- like, but like they like to surprise you with characters. So I hope, fingers crossed, fingers fucking crossed that we get some Hercules. I I want to see some Hercules in this movie because Thor and Hercules got a little got a little got a little rivalry. You know, I want I want I, I want my Hercules. I don't know who could play him. At this moment, uh, but I want some Hercules. I want, I want, I, I need some Hercules in my life. Give me some Hercules. We got Zeus, who is his father. You know, <laughs> maybe that's maybe that uh, maybe that's a little maybe that's a little hint. Maybe that's a little hint that we're gonna get some Hercules because we get his father Zeus. Maybe we're gonna get some Hercules. And I said Hercules like fifteen times now, so because I really want to see him. I really want to see. Hercules. Now, let's get into my theories about this trailer. I don't want to turn into fucking uh, new rock stars and no shit like that. You know, those guys like, if you saw that Easter egg right there, you know, that means that so-and-so is going to get their own spinoff. And blah, I don't want to be that guy, but let me be that guy for a little bit. Um, I got some theories about this movie. Uh, especially with uh, Gore the God Butcher, who's going to be played by Christian Bale, which... I'm sorry. He looks terrifying. Like, I'm not gonna, I'm not gonna, I'm not gonna, before I even say what I'm about to say, he looks terrifying. He looks fucking creepy. <laughs> Gore the God Butcher. But Christian Bale's uh, lisp, as a guy that has a lisp, you know, like, I'm, I'm, I'm part of the lisp, I'm part of the lisp's crew as well. Uh, as a guy that has a lisp, um, the lisp kind of throws me off to him being terrifying. Uh, and I like I got to, but like I have to salute Christian Bale. I have to salute Christian Bale because this dude is an amazing actor, and he made it with a lisp. You know, like he's a he's a he's a he's a fucking sex symbol. <laughs> you know, like women like him and shit like that. You know, and he did he did all of this with a fucking lisp. You know, so. I gotta salute that dude as a guy with a list myself. As a guy with a list myself, I gotta salute this dude for making it this far in the entertainment business with a fucking lisp. You know, like, and becoming a sex symbol with a fucking lisp. You know, so like I got to, I gotta salute that dude. That's my dude. I will always have respect for Christian Bale. But uh, yeah, but like he he looks he looks fucking terrifying. It was like he's in white. I don't know if we're gonna get everybody's talking about is the symbiote gonna be here and all this stuff. I don't know. We don't know. We're gonna have to watch the movie to find out. But I got my, but I got my, like I said, I got my theories about Gore. Um, he's a god butcher. So there's some gods up in here that might, might, might want to watch their back, you know. Uh, I saw a uh, little. Well, this person's not a god, but I saw they had a little they had a little quick uh, snippet of Gore fighting Valkyrie. Uh, I hope she don't die. <laughs> you know, I hope they don't kill Valkyrie. I want Valkyrie. I want Valkyrie to join the Avengers. I've I've been pushing for Valkyrie to join the Avengers since fucking Endgame. You know, <laughs> I really want Valkyrie to be an Avenger. Uh, I don't know. I don't know who the new 
Avengers team could be. Maybe they they Kevin Feige has said like he's gonna he's gonna lay off the Avengers for a little bit. We probably ain't gonna be seeing the Avengers for a while. Like the uh the end of this phase, the end of this phase might not end with an Avengers movie. You know, like always, like like they be doing they be they be capping shit off like the big the big uh e l e event the big uh existential level event uh, uh the big uh extinction level event sorry the big extinction level event always ends with the avengers i mean like it, it might not end with them it might end with the fantastic four it might end with the x-men you know you know like it might end with um just one hero you know <laughs> like, we don't know uh, who's gonna, cause like, everybody's thinking they, everybody's thinking that King the Conqueror is going to be the new, like, big bad, he's gonna be the, he's gonna be the, uh, Thanos, the next Thanos, pretty much, uh, and I don't know, maybe they'll end, maybe they'll end with King, maybe they'll bring in Apocalypse, you know, maybe they'll bring in Apocalypse, maybe finally do Apocalypse right, for change, and maybe, maybe it will be Galactus, maybe Galactus is the big bad, I don't know, we will, we will have to keep watching the movies and find out, uh, so, like, I'm, Kevin Feige, but Kevin Feige said he's gonna lay off the Avengers for a little bit, uh, so, but I want Valkyrie there, I want Valkyrie to be an Avenger, uh, so I hope she doesn't die because I saw her fighting Gore the God Butcher. I was like, oh, don't kill her. Don't kill Valkyrie. I love Valkyrie. But, uh, <laughs> but, uh, <laughs> but yeah, I got my theories. Uh, I think the person I think will die is Thor. Thor Odinson. I think Thor, I think Thor Odinson is going to die in this, uh, in this movie. He's fighting Gore the God Butcher. They even had like a little snippet of the two of them coming face to face uh there's a there's a there's a tease there's like a something that gore says in the in the trailer he says like you're different you got something to lose you know something like that he said right uh and like you see like uh jane and thor holding hands and shit uh i was like i think because we can't have two thors and i don't think they're killing natalie portman so you know what she just got here. They're not killing Natalie Portman. So I think Chris Hemsworth's Thor is gonna going to gonna gonna kick the bucket. I mean, like, there's nothing, there's really nothing left for this Thor to do. Uh he he he, he did his shit with the Guardians. They're probably gonna show that here. He he was an Avenger. He lost his entire family. You know, he lost all his friends. Like the Warriors three are dead. Like Loki's dead. Um, and now there's a multiverse Loki that's running around this motherfucker somewhere. Uh, his dad's dead. Uh, his mom's dead. You know, the sister is evil as fuck as she is. She's dead. You know, you know, uh, hella. You know, she's dead. His whole family's fucking dead. There's nothing left for Thor Odinson to do. So, I think he's dying. I think he's dying, and then, uh, if you see the beginning of the, you see the beginning of the, um, of the trailer, it's Cork, it's Cork, like, telling a story about Thor, so, 
they kind of they kind of they kind of they kind of tipped you off there <laughs> like but i think though i think thor's gonna fucking die in this uh in this movie but maybe i'm wrong i don't know don't listen to me that's just my theory i think that's just my theory i think thor's gonna die so uh natalie portman's thor can take over and be the new thor but that's just that's just my theory this is my fucking theory i haven't heard anybody else have this theory <laughs> I think I might be the first. I think I might be the first to have this theory, but I think he's gonna fucking die. I think Thor's gonna die. Um, but yeah, man, I'm looking forward to it. July 9th, I think it's coming out, or July 7th. It's coming out. It's coming out in one of those like singular digit uh, days of the month. <laughs> you know, coming out in one of those days. Um, looking forward to it. Can't wait to see it. Uh, now let's move on. I saw the first two episodes of Obi-Wan, but before I get to that, uh, this this isn't in my notes, this isn't in my uh, itinerary, but I gotta talk about the Andor trailer for a little bit, it looks good, I I can't really remember a lot from the Andor trailer, I don't know why I'm talking about it, but it looks good, it's uh, following uh, the character from, uh, the Andor character from uh, Rogue One, which is a great movie, you know, I love me some Rogue One. (laughs) Rogue One is by far the best Star Wars movie that they've done in a long time. By far. Uh, I haven't seen Solo. Uh, a lot of people saying that Solo's good. A lot of people coming around about Solo. Like, Solo came out, like, what, five years ago? <laughs> I think. <laughs> I forgot when Solo came out. I think it came out, like, in 2017. But, um... A lot of people coming coming around about Solo. They're like, oh man, you know what? Solo wasn't that bad. I remember people shitting on Solo <laughs> when it first came out. <laughs> they were just like, man, this movie ain't good. That dude's not a good Han Solo. And blah, 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 blah. And now, like, five years later, give or take, uh, people are like, man, you know what? Solo's not that bad. Give it a chance, you know? <laughs> a lot of people coming around about Solo. I gotta watch it. I haven't seen it yet. I haven't. But Rogue One to me is like by far the best Star Wars movie that they that they've done, like like movies. Cause like Mandalorian right now is the greatest Star Wars fucking like property that they've done in a long time, like on television or on like streaming or whatever the fuck you want to call it. It's the best show that they've done in a while. Um, but like I said, Rogue One is Rogue One is top-notch rogue one is perfect to me but uh, so we're gonna follow that character played by uh who's that guy is that what's that guy's name i gotta look him up i forgot his name he's one of the uh he's one of the spanish actors <laughs> i forgot his name i totally forgot his name because it's not uh pedro pedro pascal is playing um uh fucking is playing the mandalorian uh diego luna that's his name it's uh diego Diego Luna, he plays uh, Cassius Andor. Uh, so I'm looking forward to this. This looks this this looks promising because I love Rogue One. So I'm I'm definitely I'm definitely watching this. Uh, but anyway, let's get into Obi Wan. Um, let's get into Obi Wan. I watched the first two episodes again. Like Ewan McGregor's back as uh, Obi Wan Kenobi. 
It's like the it's like the prequel to a New Hope, but also the follow-up to Revenge of the Sith. So like we're 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 in we're in the middle of that timeline. We're after Revenge of the Sith and we're before New Hope. So um so like it's like it's like Obi-Wan he David did like a recap which was funny. <laughs> they did a recap of Revenge of the Sith at the beginning of Obi-Wan. <laughs> And then they're going to tell you to skip, re- like, on, on the Disney Plus app, on the Disney Plus uh, streaming app, they tell you, skip recap. I'm like, what? I hate that. I hate when they do that, too. Because that's two things I hate. Because I'm just an old school dude. I'm an old school dude. I grew up on, like, real television. So, uh, <laughs> you know, so I hate when they tell you to skip recap or skip intro. And I was like, and the Star Wars intro ain't even that fucking long. They tell you that too. They're like, skip intro. I'm like, you can't sit through like a second of like a bunch of helmets popping up <laughs> and then saying Star Wars. You can't sit through that. You are that, you have that short of an attention span to sit through uh, two seconds of helmets popping up, helmets and Star Wars. You. You're, you got that. You got that little of an of, of an attention span, <laughs> really. <laughs> so, um, yeah, but like I hate that. But like they, they show you they re, they recap Revenge of the Sith for you, and uh, I, uh, I just noticed uh, looking at myself. I'm wearing a Star Wars T-shirt right now. <laughs> what a coincidence! I'm talking about Star Wars while wearing a Star Wars T-shirt. That's funny. Um. But yeah, um, they like I said, getting back to this, they they, they recapped Revenge of the Sith, and like you go through all the things like Anakin going crazy and uh, fucking him and Obi Wan got in a fight, and him they even talked to like the the Senator Palpatine, Steve Senator Palpatine at the time, talking to Anakin. You're like, you know what you can do with your power and all this bullshit, and uh, <laughs> and they went through they went through all that shit, and they went through like uh, uh Padme having the babies and uh Anakin giving the Luke to Uncle Owen and them and uh uh the giving Layla to Senator Argana and all of that shit and they went through all of that shit. So uh so uh So we 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 cut to um we cut to somewhere in the desert and it's the um it's the uh Inquisitors. It's the Inquisitors, they're hunting Jedi. Um they they do like these are some at first, um, the Inquisitors, I might get into the Inquisitors a little later. I'm not even going to start with them, I'm thinking right now, <laughs> because they're characters that are, at least two of them, one is a standout, which I will talk about later, which is why I'm going to save the Inquisitors, I'm going to save them for later, I'm going to save them for the end of, end of this, um... But just to let you know that, that they're the Inquisitors, they work, they're the Sith, and they're hunting Jedi. That's like the plot of the whole goddamn. That's the plot of the whole goddamn show. That like these, they're 
they're hunting Jedi, they're killing them, you know, they even show, like, one gets strung up, uh, he gets strung up for everybody to fucking see, like, he pretty much gets, he gets fucking hung, uh, you know, so, and, um, but yeah, man, I watched, I watched most of this, most of this show, and (laughs) honestly, I missed most of the first episode, because, honestly, no bullshit, no bullshit, (laughs) this is a funny story, this is a funny story, you're gonna, you gonna wanna hear this, I was watching the show, and, and I was kind of, I was kind of watching it, I was kind of watching it with my wife, but, we went on a pretty much, my wife, my wife did, my wife went on pretty much like a 45 minute rant, <laughs> a 45 minute rant about why Obi-Wan Kenobi ain't shit, <laughs> you know <laughs> She went on a fucking 45 minute rant about how Obi-Wan Kenobi ain't shit. He a hater. Uh, if it wasn't for him, uh, Anakin wouldn't have gone to the dark side. And, and like, if it wasn't for him, he wouldn't have the time to talk to Senator Palpatine. Senator Palpatine couldn't have gotten his head and all this shit. And, uh, <laughs> she went on a goddamn fucking 45 minute rant about this shit. And I, 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 I interjected, you know, like, cause I interjected cause this shit's funny to me. It's fun. So, um, I love to, I love this shit. So, uh, <laughs> so she was telling me about, she even said that Yoda's a hater. Cause like, you like, it came, she was saying like all the Jedi's haters, like Obi's a hater, makes Windu's a hater. Uh, Yoda is a hater. And like, cause like they didn't want Anakin to get above them. So they tried to hold him down and, <laughs> You know, all this shit. <laughs> and like she was like, he ain't, and like he she turned she turned he like uh not she uh talking about like Obi like Obi Wan turned his wife against him and then he killed her and then he had the babies and, <laughs> and then he tried and then Obi Wan tried to kill that motherfucker and he was just all types of shit, man. <laughs> it was a great it was a great 45 minute rank, but I got most, I got the, 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 the gist of what the first episode was about, you know, Obi-Wan's hiding out, he's looking at Luke, Joel Edgerton is in the, um, in the show as Oakland, oh, oh, I forgot to, I forgot to talk about that, I forgot to talk about that, uh, in the recap, when, uh, Obi-Wan is giving Luke to Uncle Owen, they photoshop, like, Joel Edgerton's face over the other dude. <laughs> I forgot the other dude. I haven't watched Revenge of the Sith in like years because it's a fucking terrible movie. But uh, you know, but uh, <laughs> all the prequels are not good. But um, yeah, he he, he <laughs> they they photoshopped Joel Edgerton's face over Uncle Owen over the other guy that played Uncle Owen who I forgot. I forgot that dude. I forgot that dude's face. So, but like, I know it wasn't Joel Edgerton. <laughs> I know that's for damn show. Oh. Like, <laughs> I know Joel Edgerton wasn't fucking Oak Uncle Owen. Uh, but yeah, they 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 photoshopped though. They photoshopped Joel, Joel Edgerton's face on him, but Joel Edgerton is playing Uncle Owen. Uh and he he he's like he can't stand Obi-Wan. <laughs> Cause he know Obi-Wan is looking over him. 
is looking over Luke. And like he's pretty much he pretty much just confronts uh, Obi Wan. He was like, "Yo, bro, uh, stay away from Luke." He confronted him like he was a fucking pedophile or some shit. <laughs> you know, like, <laughs> he's like, "Yo, man, uh, like stay away from Luke, man. Can you stay away from my nephew?" And he was just like, just matter of fact about it. He was like, "Yo, man, you gonna stay away from my nephew, bro? Like, like we don't we don't need no more we don't need no more like tragedy, you know? Because like you." You, you the reason that, that Anakin is fucked up. Anakin, de- I think they think that Anakin's dead. So he was like, I, I think that's what uh, Oka always said. He was like, Anakin's dead, man, and you, you kind of the cause of that. So he was like, you know, so <laughs> I don't want nothing to happen to his son. Like I don't want his son getting involved in none of this Jedi shit, so he could end up like his father dead. You know, so uh, so just like leave him the fuck alone, right? So, <laughs> but um. But yeah, man. Um, we also, I'm. Let's just cut right to the chase. We uh, get to the Argana family, Senator Argana, whose back is Jimmy Smith is back. Jimmy Smith is back as um, Senator Argana. Uh, we get a uh, we get a little child, ten years old. She says she's ten. We get a ten year old Leia, which I'm just gonna cut to the chase. I'm like that girl is annoying. <laughs> She's annoying, man. Like I didn't, I didn't like that. I didn't like that child actress. Like she is fucking annoying. And later on, later on in this episode, she gets on my no episode two. When she go to episode two, she gets on my nerves even more, even fucking more. Cause like she's just, she's just so bratty, you know. It's like she's bratty. The the actress, the actress is not that good. Her lines, like she doesn't like. She's not believable. Let's just say she's not believable. And I know people are like, "Oh man, that's just a kid." I've seen kid actors that can just like fucking act circles around adults. All right, <laughs> I've seen kid actors that just got like the gravitas and they know what the fuck they're doing. So especially like, there's a lot of good kid actors that have come out in like the past ten years. In like the past ten years, like kid actors have gotten better. And a lot of them have grown up to be adult actors, uh, flawlessly. And, but this, this girl, this girl ain't it. You know, <laughs> she just ain't it. Uh, I, I, she got my goddamn nerves, man. Uh, and then she gets kidnapped, uh, by Flea. Yeah, Flea for the Red Hot Chili Peppers. <laughs> is it this episode? Is in the, the, what, the episode she gets kidnapped? Uh, it's like a setup. To, uh, to, to to drag Obi Wan out uh, because the uh, there's a inquisitor uh, who uh, named uh, Rava who like she got she got a vendetta out for uh, Obi Wan Kenobi so like she set she like she gets Layla kidnapped and I'm gonna talk about Reva a little bit I'm gonna talk about Reva a little bit more in depth a little later um so like she gets ki- so like she kidnaps uh, she gets uh, Layla kidnapped. Uh, Leia kidnapped and just to like drag Obi-Wan out so Obi-Wan gets drugged out by Senator Argana Senator Argana is talking about hey man you gotta stop with this bitch ass shit man <laughs> you know <laughs> you're like yo man you you gotta see you, you gotta you gotta save my daughter man come on uh and then uh Obi-Wan's like okay I'll go fucking save your daughter <laughs> so he goes to save her um and she is the most fucking 
disobedient, annoying motherfucker on the planet. Because, like, Obi-Wan tells her who the fuck he is. He was like, yeah, uh, your dad sent me to come get you, so let's go. And, and then, like, she sees, like, a, uh, she sees, like, a, a, a bounty for him or some shit. And she was like, oh, she was like, you're not who you say you are. You're a criminal, too. And then she starts fucking running. She tries to run from this motherfucker. She almost fucking dies. She fought, jumps off a fucking roof and almost dies. And, like, Obi-Wan has to save her with the fucking force and shit. And I was like, she is, I was like, I don't want to see no more of her. I was like, I hope this is it. He saved the little girl. Uh, no, we got one more episode with her. Shit, because, like, he didn't get her. I don't think he got her until the Arganas yet at the end of episode two. So, we got one more fucking episode of her. I don't know how many episodes we got. I forgot. Maybe, like, I think it's probably, like, six. You know, just, like, probably, like, Book of Boba Fett. And, uh, I think Mandalorian had, like, eight. Didn't Mandalorian have, like, eight episodes? Uh... But this probably has like six episodes. Who knows? But um, but yeah, she she got my she got my goddamn nerves, man. I, I don't like that. I don't like that 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 actress, the little actress that played Leia. Um, let's talk about Rava, which I really want to talk about. <laughs> you got Rava. You got this uh, Inquisitor named Rava. She's played by an actress with a hell of a name. Her name is Moses. Ingram, I looked her up. I looked at, I looked her up. I was like Moses Ingram. I was like, what a, what a name. That is an amazing actor's name. <laughs> her name is Moses Ingram. But, but I didn't. And this is the first time I've seen this, this, uh, this actress. Because I haven't seen her any, I haven't seen her in anything else. I, I'm, I'm not gonna say that she's just a newcomer, but because like she was probably in something, I just hadn't seen it. But she's like, she's the best part of this whole goddamn show to me. I, I love, I love Rava. Rava is badass. You know, what I'm <laughs> she's a, she's a treacherous ass. She's a little treacherous bitch. Uh, she don't take no shit from nobody. She out here just like, just fucking just dead motherfuckers and like she even killed one she killed one of her own you know <laughs> she killed another inquisitor up in this motherfucker i was like she's a badass i'm looking forward to more of her i'm looking forward to seeing more of this actress she's really good she's a really good fucking actress i'm looking forward to seeing more of uh moses ingram as uh in anything i'm shit like if she wants to be storm she could be storm she's too young though you know, I'm looking at her now. I'm like, I'm looking at it now. Like, she's like, by the time they do X Men, uh, by the time they do X Men, she'll probably be in her mid thirties. So <laughs> they're 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 gonna wait a while for the X Men. By the time she do the X Men, by the time she they they do X Men, she'll probably be in her mid thirties. So like, she could probably she probably be in the running to play Storm. Um. In like, if like in, in future tense, like she could play Storm, uh, because I still got a, I got like a, a Nika Noni Rose, but like by that time she'll probably be in like her fifties, <laughs> and I also got Janelle Monae, and by that time she'll probably be in her forties, you know. So, <laughs> but Janelle, I still got Janelle Monae. Janelle Monae as a uh, Storm, I still want that. 
uh, Anika Mononi Rose by that time, she'd probably be out of the run. She'd be in her goddamn 50s. So, <laughs> I don't know if she'd be, I don't know if she'd be able to handle all them goddamn stunts at like 50 something. Um, but like Moses, if, like if you need a, a younger, a middle aged storm, and they, and they waiting a while, like I, I, I throw this chicks, I throw this chicken to run in Moses Ingram. I don't. She, she a badass. I like her. Uh, <laughs> I like her. But yeah, man, overall, with this show, I think it's alright. The first two episodes are okay. You know, it wasn't nothing to write home about. It ain't like Mandalorian. It ain't like Mandalorian. It was like, oh my god, this shit's fucking the greatest thing in the fucking world. And ain't, But it ain't like Boba Finn either. Where it's just like, ain't shit going on. <laughs> you know? <laughs> There's things going on. But yeah, man, I'm just I'm just gonna watch the rest. Of, I'm just gonna watch the rest of the show. Just keep giving recaps to see if I like the show or not. But I stayed on this long enough. Uh, I'm gonna take a break, and we will be back with my review for Hollywood Shuffle after these messages. Okay, guys, welcome back to the show, Hollywood Shuffle, from 1987. Uh, Let's get into the technical. This movie was directed by Robert Townsend. The screenplay was also written by Townsend, with help from uh, Keenan Ivory Waynes, and Dom Irera has an uncredited writing credit on here. Dom Irera is also in the movie. (laughs) As uh, a writer uh, for 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 the movie that uh, will be the the main focus of the of this movie, like it's a Hollywood movie. But uh, anyway, uh, <laughs> that didn't make any fucking sense. But uh, anyway, uh, yeah. So he gets a, he has an uncredited role, uh, uncredited uh, writing credit. Uh, this movie had a budget of. Just a hundred thousand dollars. I know a lot of people are like, just a hundred thousand dollars. It was like, I'll take a hundred thousand dollars, god damn it. But in uh, in in movie in movie world, that is a that is not a lot of money, <laughs> you know. <laughs> in movie world, uh, but it brought in uh five million dollars at the box office, which is pretty good. So they got their investment back. Uh. The movie has a Rotten Tomato score of 85%, which is pretty decent. Uh, some fun facts, because this movie is very, very interesting. The, 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 the making of this movie is very interesting. I've seen Robert Townsend talk about this. I've heard the rumors about um, what Robert Townsend did to make this to get this movie made. Uh, I, got, I, I looked up some of it. Uh, try to see if it was true or not because like it's been some of it some of it came out of robert's mouth you know so some of the some of the some of the some of the stuff that they've talked about came out of robert's mouth so like i'm pretty much going by what robert townsend said uh so like it was like robert townsend uh because first of all like robert townsend he's a stand-up comedian an actor uh he was in uh the biggest thing he was in was uh, a soldier story believe like a soldier story got nominated for an academy award you know that was the biggest thing denzel washington is in that movie uh it's like like denzel washington's like breakout 
uh, role is in that movie, the soldier, a soldier story. Um, soldier story is a good movie. If you if you haven't watched a soldier soldier story, go check out a soldier story. Great fucking movie. Um, lot of lot of lot of great black actors in that movie. Um, but yeah, he was in that. Uh, when he was like a teenager, I think he was in like Cooley High, <laughs> you know, like he auditioned for Saturday Night Live. I think he almost got it, but Eddie Murphy, uh, Eddie Murphy was the one that got the role instead. Uh, so it was between it was. I think he told this story too about like how he almost got Saturday Night Live. He was this close to getting Saturday Night Live, but Eddie Murphy auditioned and blew it out the water, and they fucking chose him. So, uh, you know. <laughs> but uh, more on that later. Um. So, pretty much Robert Townsend, he told a story about, like, after he did Soldier Story, he was, he was, like, amped. He was like, yeah, man, I finally, I finally made it. And he was like, let's go do the next good, let's go do the next great movie. And the, the calls weren't coming in. You know, like, he wasn't really getting cast in a lot of things. So, he had to make his own movie. He had to make his own movie. Um, He had to do it himself. He had to make himself a star. So, uh, Robert Townsend. We were Robert Townsend. This is what Robert Townsend did. Robert Townsend uh, sat down with his his buddy, Keenan Ivory Wayans. They're both stand-up comedians. They were doing comedy. And they decided or they decided to write a movie together you know <laughs> and robert townsend this is what was said about robert townsend some of this stuff came from him himself uh robert townsend paid for the production of this film with 10 personal credit card loans yeah like this movie like that one thousand dollars came from credit card loans 10 of them <laughs> 10 of them so like I'm like that brother that brother had some bad credit <laughs> for for a while probably you know uh the fact that like the fact that he even uh qualified for 10 uh credit card loans <laughs> as a black man in the 80s is amazing so uh, you know <laughs> that's not that's not just not jump over that <laughs> As I jumped over the fact that he's a black man in the 80s that got approved for 10 loans, nigga. But, uh, but yeah, that's how he got the movie. That's how he paid for the production. Like, he shot, he shot the movie without permits. He said, uh, I think I heard him say, oh, like, on, on, a, on, in an interview that he said he learned that from watching porno, how porno is shot. Because a lot of times they don't have permits to shoot porno. So, he learned, so he, like, he kind of learned from porno I think he said like they edited they they edited the movie in a porno studio. So like it was just like his movie and porno, you know. So <laughs> so, so that's how he that's pretty much how he learned how to make that's pretty much how he learned how to make a movie from watching porno. So uh, you know so, who says porno can't teach you anything, huh? Who says so? Who says porno is not educational but anyway um yeah let's get let's get right into the movie uh let's see it let's get into how i saw this movie as a uh as a kid uh i actually saw this movie much later in my life in my uh uh, kid life i saw this movie as a teenager because you gotta remember when hollywood shuffle came out i was born in 85 (laughs) 
So Hollywood Shuffle came out. I was barely two. My birthday is late. My birthday is in my birthday is in December. So I was probably a year old when Hollywood Shuffle came out. So uh, let me let me see. Let me check for sure. Because uh, like I'm not really sure the actual the actual. I've never really looked up the actual date when Hollywood Shuffle came out. I know it came out in '87, but either way, like most of the year, I was probably one year old. So, like, you gotta understand. Yeah, this came out March 20th. Yeah, I was one. You know, <laughs> like barely, it was barely one when this movie came out. So, um, so I saw this movie much, much later in life. Uh, I saw this movie like randomly on cable when I was a teenager. Because uh, I think I saw it like on, I think I saw it on like Stars or something. I saw like when I was a late teenager, I think, I think I saw this movie. When I was like about like 16, 17 years old. I was into, this is when like I started becoming like a cinephile, you know, and I was really into movies and stuff like that. And I wanted, and like I wanted to, uh, I, I, because like I've always wanted to review movies. I've just been, I was always kind of a little hesitant about doing it you know so, but like finally i'm fucking doing it and the internet helps too the internet helps and all that stuff but enough about me but you know but yeah man i like i remember seeing this movie though man when i was a teenager like i said this is what like around the time when i became a cinephile and this movie was like a hidden gem to me i remember seeing this movie and just being inspired and just being in awe of this movie. I was like, this movie legit became one of my favorite movies of all time. You know, uh, just watching it a couple of, just watching it for the couple of times I watched it. I was like, you know what? This is, uh, at the time I was saying like, this is probably the greatest fucking movie ever made <laughs> at the time. But, um, but Let's see how it holds up today. Uh, let's get into the plot points of the movie uh, and what I think about the movie, seeing it through adult eyes. Um, I like how the movie opens with Robert Townsend's character rehearsing lines for a script, and like, cause like from that point, like you instantly get the idea of this movie because like that scene is like both funny and insightful at the same time. Because, like, it opens with just Robert Townsend talking. You know, like, he's talking in, like, a jive voice. He's like, hey, man, I don't know what you want, man. I be got no weapon. You know? <laughs> and, and so, and, like, that, that, that's, 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 that you get the point of what this movie's about to be about. Like, oh, okay, I get it. Well, uh, I like, uh, there's another little tidbit in the movie uh there's this character called batty boy <laughs> and like he has a show called there's a bat in my house uh batty boy is played by an actor named brad sanders uh but like he's he's low-key funny man like because you see brad you see a uh, batty boy uh i think he i think the actor even uses his real name <laughs> in this movie too because i think his name was like i think he said they said like in the, in the credits, they're like, Brad Sanders is Brad Sanders, a.k.a. Batty Boy, or some shit like that, but, uh, <laughs> but, <laughs> but, yeah, Batty Boy is funny, 
He's like, hey man, you better go somewhere with that, with that fly swatter, man. He was like, Betty, Betty, Betty. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? <laughs> hey man, what's for dinner? Some shit like, <laughs> like, Batty Boy is funny. I cracked up laughing at Batty Boy. Um, anyway, uh, Robert Ta- Robert Townsend plays uh Bobby Taylor, a uh, starving black actor trying to make it big in Hollywood. Uh, that's the hope. That's it's kind of autobiographical. Um, the audition, the audition scene, because like you, after we get through all of that stuff, Robert uh, Bobby has an audition for a movie. Uh, it's a movie called Jimmy's A Jive Time Jimmy's Revenge. <laughs> that's the name of the movie. The name of the movie is Jive Time Jimmy's Revenge. <laughs> so there's a there's like an audition scene with like all the black actors sitting in the lobby and like I felt that like I felt that that scene that scene was so goddamn real just like a whole like cattle call of fucking black actors and because like in the 80s in the 80s it it was really tough for uh, black actors because like after the uh black exploitation uh era in the 70s a lot of black actors couldn't find work you know, like, cause like black exploitation is really where uh, black people shine in movies. Um, even um, oh God, what's her name? Oh, she played Ahura on uh, Star Trek. Nichelle Nichols. Nichelle Nichols. Uh, I saw an interview with Nichelle Nichols like a couple years ago where she was talking about black exploitation because she did a black exploitation film called Truck Turner. Which she's great in. <laughs> like, if you, if you ever, I, I, I've never seen like all of Truck Turner, but I've seen the clips of her, and she is amazing in that movie. <laughs> I want to, I want, I want to watch the whole movie. Cause Truck Turner uh, uh, stars Isaac Hayes. Isaac Hayes is in the movie. Yepet Koto is in the movie. Um, but Michelle Nichols is just a fuck. She's a standout. From what I see, from what I've seen, all her scenes are just gold. <laughs> They're classic. Because, like, she plays, like, a madam. <laughs> she plays a madam in this movie. And, like, she is the coldest fucking madam you ever want to see. She just be yelling at these bitches and smacking these hoes and shit. And she was like, because there was one point, she was like, You bitches better get in shape or you going to be selling pussy in Iceland when I'm done with you. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, I cracked up laughing. I was like, yo, did she just fucking say that? <laughs> but Michelle Nichols is great. She's great at Truck Turner from like the clips I've seen. Like I say, I gotta, I gotta come around and watch that whole goddamn movie. Like I seen like, I seen like the first half of the movie. Like, and that's it. I gotta watch like the whole goddamn movie. I gotta get around to watching that whole goddamn movie. Cause like she's amazing in that movie, but anyway, Michelle Nichols was talking about uh, the importance of black exploitation. Uh, Cause like uh, I think somebody asked her, like, did you think that black exploitation was degrading the black people? And she said no. <laughs> she was like, it was black people working. Like we had jobs. She was like, that's what she said. <laughs> She was like, we like, we like, we, it was like the only, she was like, cause I think she was saying like, it was the only way we got to be us. And it was the only way we got to do what we loved is what she said. 
she was like so like she like she she was saying like she had no problem with black exploitation because like we got a lot of cause, like a lot of black actors they couldn't get into white movies you know like and if they got into white movies they were in the background they were in the background they were um they get they, they died you know in the movie uh you know so black exploitation is where black people shine in hollywood like they had their own hollywood but after black exploitation a lot of black actors couldn't find work but like hollywood like really shifted to like a lot of popcorn blockbusters in the 80s like this is where you had like this is where you got like indiana jones and et and uh, the Goonies, and then like the, and then like you had all the uh, the John Hughes Breakfast Club movies. You know, you had like Pretty in Pink, and the, and like like I said, The Breakfast Club, and you know, like all those all those movies. And uh, what was the other one? Ah, uh, god dang it, it's on the tip of my tongue, and I can't think about it. It's another one. It was another one with Molly Ringwald in it. Uh, the Ducky one, the one with Ducky. Is that Pretty in Pink or? Cause I get those two mixed up. I get Pretty in Pink mixed up. Pretty in Pink is with her and Anthony Michael Hall, right? And like she's no 16 candles is with her. I, mean, I think I am talking about pretty and pink. Pretty and pink is the one with her ducky and James Spader and all of that shit. Um, yeah. And, uh, Andrew McCarthy, Andrew McCarthy is in uh pretty and pink too. Um, but yeah, yeah, you, you, you got all, you got all those movies and like there was no room for, uh, black people uh, in those movies, you know, there was like no definitive role for black people in those movies. And like, quite honestly, uh, black people in Hollywood were really invisible in the eighties. Quite honestly, you know, like I-, I talked about, cause like I talked about the invisible Negro, uh, before on an episode. Cause I think, uh, when they were talking about, uh, friends, they were talking about why there were no black people in friends and on the on the television show friends and i said and i said like if you want to be the invisible negro go right ahead because like it was a bunch of black people complaining about how there were no black people on friends uh a lot uh aisha tyler was on friends but uh there's even like a video about that uh this is a youtube tech channel called the take they talked about that but uh but yeah but like I used to Tyler on Friends and shit like that. But and, but like they were talking about how there were no there were not a lot of black people on Friends, and I was just like, if you want to be the Invisible Negro, you can go right ahead, you know, because like that ain't gonna be me, you know. <laughs> like I I refuse to be the Invisible Negro. But like yeah, but yeah, like because like, like I was like, because that's what you're gonna be on that show. You're gonna be the Invisible Negro. Like so like. Dismiss me with that bullshit. But anyway, yeah, I talked about the Invisible Negro. Like, the Invisible Negro is pretty much a black person that is in the background on uh, uh, television shows and movies that white people ignore. You know, which is something, like I said, which is something that carried on into the 90s. Friends. You know, <laughs> I'm looking at you. Um, but, uh, we, but, like, it wasn't as bad in the 90s as it was in the 80s because... By the 90s, we had a lot more of our own shows and movies. So, like, it, it didn't really affect us as much. You know, like, we had... We had... We had... A renaissance. 
by, by the tail end, by the tail end of the 80s, we had like a renaissance, you know, because Spike Lee came through, uh, Denzel Washington and Morgan Freeman pushed through, um, Wesley Snipes pushed through, you know, like we had like a Will Smith started getting into acting, he started to push through, he had the Fresh Prince of Bel-Air by the, by the, by the beginning of the 90s, you know, by like 1990. Uh, you know, we, we, we started pushing through in the 90s. We started getting, like, actors like Angela Bassett and, uh, you know, the, the actors with Gravitas, Lawrence Fishburne, uh, uh, Nia Long, you know, Vivica Fox was pretty big in the 90s also. She, 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 she became a star in the 90s. Uh, we started getting our own stars, you know, that pushed up Whoopi Goldberg. Uh, had a had a had a pretty good uh, movie career in the '90s, you know. So like we started getting, you know, black. We started getting black stars to to the point to where we can make our own movies, and we don't we don't really need to be in a lot of white movies anymore. You know, it was it was kind of like black exploitation all over again, pretty much. You know, <laughs> you know like so, but like that shit didn't affect us in the '90s. But mostly in the 80s, like, black people, like, when they were, if they weren't in the background or they weren't getting ignored, they were playing criminals and drug addicts and hookers. Is that what they were playing? That was what they were playing. So, like, like the 80s, quite frankly, weren't, like, good times for black people, <laughs> you know? <laughs> I was like, uh, if somebody asked me if I built a time machine, where would I go? I was like, I said... I wouldn't go anywhere past 1992, you know, <laughs> honestly, you know, <laughs> I'm stopping at 1992, 1992 went on, you know, but, uh, I'm not going, I'm not going anywhere past that, uh, anyway, yeah, I love that, I love that Hollywood, uh, shuffle depicted that, uh, how they depicted that, uh, that casting call room, that, uh, audition room. You know, cause like that's that's what it was in the eighties. That is exactly what it was. Um, and you just like one. It was a, excuse my French. One nigga at a time. You know, <laughs> is what it was. Now we got multiple Negroes at a time. You know, so it's great. It's great to be a black actor now. Um, but uh, there's another scene in here. Uh, black acting school is still a a classic scene in this movie because like it's a bunch of uh white people teaching black actors how to be more black you know <laughs> which is like the most absurd shit you ever want to fucking see you know it's a white guy trying to teach a black guy how to how to talk cool it's a white guy trying to teach black guys how to walk cool and all this shit like it's absurd it's really fucking absurd uh like this movie, like, this movie has a who's who of actors in it, like, they, they all play, like, multiple roles, so, nobody's, like, really set, even Robert Townsend, even Robert Townsend's not really set in a role, you know, like, they play, everybody plays multiple roles, but, like, the most recurring characters, the most recurring cast members are, uh, Anne-Marie Johnson, as, uh, she plays, uh, Bobby's girlfriend, Lydia, we got Helen Martin, who plays Bobby's grandmother, uh, we get uh, and we got Keenan Ivory Wayans who plays uh, Bobby's uh, co-worker Donald. We also have uh, 
John Witherspoon in this movie as uh, Bobby's boss. And, like, that's kind of, like, the only character he plays. You know, like, John Witherspoon is a, probably the only guy. Him and there's another actor in here, uh, Lou B. Washington. They're probably, I think they're, like, the only people that don't play multiple roles. Of course, like, Helen Martin. She just plays his grandmother. That's it. So, like, there's a couple of people that don't play uh, multiple roles in here. Uh, they also make fun of Siskel and Ebert in this movie. <laughs> <laughs> they got a they got a segment in here called sneaking into the movies. Uh, now, now Siskel and Ebert is the reason like a lot of us do movie reviews today. Like they're the OGs of this shit. Like I wouldn't be here without Siskel and Ebert. You know, as as a kid, I was that weird kid that was like ten years old watching Siskel and Ebert staying up at like eleven thirty at night, sneaking sneaking into the. Sneaking into the living room to try to watch fucking Siskel and Ebert <laughs> on a school night. I'm supposed to go to school the next night, the next day. But um, I'm staying up at like 1130 watching Siskel and Ebert. <laughs> you know, <laughs> I was that weird kid. But um, yeah, man, because like they're the OGs of this shit, man. Like we all owe this to Siskel and Ebert. But I related to this kid as a black man reviewing movies. <laughs> You know, because, like, that's exactly, because this is exactly how I am on this podcast. Like, I got to throw my, 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 my own thoughts and views about a movie, <laughs> you know? And that's what exactly what Sneaking Into Movies is. Sneaking Into Movies is, is, is pretty much this podcast, <laughs> but, <laughs> but, uh, Attack of the Street Pimps, like, there's a movie that they're reviewing here called Attack of the Street Pimps is another fucking highlight in this movie because it's just some more just absurd shit because like it's pimps that are zombies you know like who thinks of this shit you know zombie pimps come on (laughs) and like and and they still like they zombies but they still pimps like they still trying to pimp they still trying to pimp hoes you're like, you're like yeah, where's my bitches <laughs> you a little short today baby <laughs> give me my money you know <laughs> like they, <laughs> they still pimping as zombies it's funny as fuck uh but yeah like like a lot of this movie a lot of this movie is just comedy skits when you really get into it uh i've heard this movie be compared to a Kentucky Fried movie, which is something that the Zucker Brothers did uh, back in the 70s. So, like, like, that's a movie that played a lot when I was a kid, Kentucky Fried movie. I, I've seen Kentucky Fried movie. I might have to do a review. That, that'll be way down the line when I do Kentucky Fried movie. But uh, I'm not I'm not established enough to do Kentucky Fried movie yet. But, you know. <laughs> but uh, but yeah, man, like this this is really a lot of comedy skits. But like I say, like this movie is really the precursor to In Living Color. Because like it's a lot of black, it's a lot of black like stand-up comedians and actors and improv people uh just doing skits. Uh even got a couple of uh in Living Color cast members on here. Uh like even like like a Anne Marie Johnson. Anne Marie Johnson joins the cast of In Living Color, like in like season four or something. You know, she joins the cast of In Living Color actually. 
So you got her, you got Keenan, Damon Wayans is in here. You know, so you got a couple, you got a couple of in living color actors on here. Uh Robert Townsend also had a sitcom in the late nineties called The Parenthood, which is kinda like the precursor precursor to this too, with like all the daydreams. Because like he daydreams a lot in this movie. Cause somebody tells him something and he's like, Oh really? And then he starts fucking daydreaming, you know. <laughs> And that's where all the skits come from. All the skits come from him daydreaming. And he did that on The Parenthood as well. Uh, check that check that uh, show out too. I think it's on HBO Max. I think The Parenthood is on HBO Max. If you want to check out The Parenthood, it's on HBO Max. HBO Max has a lot of the black sitcoms. Uh, they got like uh, a lot of the forgotten black sitcoms too. Like The Parenthood, Hanging with Mr. Cooper. I saw In the House on there. <laughs> I saw In the House on there. I think I saw 227 on there. You know, like a lot of the forgotten black sitcoms from like the 80s and 90s, they're they're there. They're on they are on HBO Max if you want to check it out. Um But yeah, if you want so if you want to check that, if you want to check that sitcom out, go check it out. It's 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 a pretty good it's a pretty good sitcom. I I remember watching it when I was a kid. I actually kind of re uh revisited it. Uh, and I was like, yeah, it still, still holds up. Still good. Uh, but yeah, they also threw some shots at Eddie Murphy in this movie too. <laughs> poor Eddie, man. Not poor Eddie, because he's doing a hell of a lot better than a lot of people in the 80s. But, um, uh, but yeah, Eddie, they, they threw some shots at Eddie, because like, pretty much like he was the only black guy in the 80s that was doing the damn thing. Like he was the only black guy in the 80s that was like free to be himself pretty much like nobody held eddie murphy down and i think saturday night live had a lot to do with that because like saturday night live helped his career out tremendously to help them cross over tremendously because it's i hate to say it because i love saturday night live you know i've watched saturday night live since i was a little kid too but it's a white people show <laughs> i'm sorry <laughs> It was a white people show. It's not really a white people show now. There's many, many black comedians on that show now. But, um, that, like, passed through that show. And, like, at the same time now. Uh, but at that time, it was really white. You know, I mean, I remember, I even remember going to school and, uh, quoting, like, Saturday Night Live like jokes and I'll be like you're gonna live in a van down by the river and I went to like a mostly predominant black school and they're like why are you talking what the fuck they're like what the fuck are you talking about <laughs> you know <laughs> and I was like that's a that's a for Saturday Night Live you you don't know uh you don't you don't, you don't know that character Chris Farley Chris Farley and uh, <laughs> and they'll be like Ain't you talking about that white people shit? <laughs> I do that. I do like night night at the Roxbury and do the head and shit and all that shit. And like they be like, you talking? About, why you doing that white people shit? You wanna be white? You know? <laughs> you know? <laughs> but like that th- that was the perce- that was the perception of Saturday Night Live in the in the eighties and in the nineties. Like it was a white people show, even in like the fucking to like. Maybe like fucking Leslie Jones got on the show, you know? <laughs> Cause like there's a lot more, like I said, there's a lot more black people on that show now. Cause you got Les- yeah Leslie Jones run through there. You got Michael Che, he's a writer. 
uh you got uh Chris Red, Keenan Thompson, you know, like you you got a bunch of you got a bunch of black people that have been on that show now. So like it's not really really considered a white show. It's just Saturday Night Live now, you know. So <laughs> but yeah, man, but like Saturday Night Live Saturday Night Live really helped Eddie Murphy cross over. So like that's why he's kind of like the only black guy that white people knew and white people would put in movies but like they throw shots at him and uh there's a funny story uh robert townsend said he actually showed eddie murphy the movie because <laughs> they're both stand-up comedians they came up in stand-up together but like he showed eddie the movie and this is like eddie murphy eddie murphy this is like beverly hills cop golden child you know uh delirious Eddie Murphy, I think he was about to, I think he was, he just got finished shooting Beverly Hills Cop 2, when this, uh, when, when, when this movie came out, so, <laughs> so he was, so, this is Eddie Murphy, Eddie Murphy, this is leather suit, hanging out with Rick James, party all the time, Eddie Murphy, so, um, so he, so he showed the movie, he said he showed the movie to Eddie Murphy, and he showed him, <laughs> He shot, and they got to the Eddie Murphy part where, like, they making fun of Eddie Murphy. This is a bunch of dudes, because, like, it's a bunch of dudes in, in blackface. Black dudes, there's a bunch of black dudes in blackface. Because, like, some of the guys are, some of the guys are light-skinned, so they put, like, blackface. They put blackface on these guys and made them do Eddie Murphy. <laughs> and, like, they, they did, like, all the fucking... All the fucking catchphrases and shit like that. They're like, <laughs> you're like, get the fuck out of here, man. Shit. You know? <laughs> you're like, okay. And all this shit. Um, but yeah, uh, Ace he showed that to Eddie. And Eddie and his entourage were there. So Eddie had do the fuck Robert Townsend up, probably. <laughs> you know, you probably, you know, Charlie was there. Charlie was probably there. Charlie, Charlie already said, he's like, Eddie Murphy said, jump, he said, how high, nigga? You know, so, you know, <laughs> he's like, Charlie would jump up and fight anybody for Eddie. You know, so, of course, that's his brother, but, that's his brother, but, like, they, he said that shit, like, he said that just, like, Charlie would fucking go, go, go at, go to bat for Eddie. He would, it don't matter who, but, uh, but yeah, man, he's like, so like Eddie was there. He said Eddie was there with his entourage, like entourage of niggas that'll fuck him up if they don't like this. If Eddie don't like this shit, but uh, you know. <laughs> but he said that he showed him the Eddie Murphy uh, clip, and Eddie didn't laugh at first, and nobody laughed at first. But by the end of the clip, Eddie started laughing. So. <laughs> And he said that, and Robert said that Eddie, he he apologized to Eddie. He was like, I apologize, man. I didn't even know we were going to put this in the movie or not or something like that. He said, and Eddie was like, man, that was the funniest shit I ever seen. He said, <laughs> he said, it was great. He was like, that was some funny shit. <laughs> and then he said, hey, Robert, you want to direct Raw for me? And that's how Robert Townsend got the Eddie Murphy Raw gig, he directed Raw, like, uh, Eddie Murphy's last comedy special, so, that's how he got that, so, like, that was, 
that was crazy. So. <laughs> but uh, there's another thing in here I like. I love the, sp- the 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 speech that Bobby's uncle gives, because uh, like Bobby is like pretty much on the verge of wanting to give up acting. You know, he wants he he's want to give it up, and like he's living he's living with his mother and his grandmother, and they're just pretty much like uh, his mother. His mother is being supportive uh but his grandmother is kind of like she's just like when this negro she's like when this negro gonna get his shit up and just get a fucking job <laughs> she's like you know like this is what she pretty much is pretty much what she said and, and he hears that shit and it kind of breaks his heart and um and he goes to see his uncle and his uncle was in the entertainment business. His uncle was trying to break into the entertainment business. They believe he was like a singer or something. He was trying to sing. And and now he's a now he works at a barber shop. And um he went to go he went to go talk to his uncle. And his uncle's very supportive because like he wants him to follow his dream. He wants him to follow his dream and get further than he did. You know. So like and like that's that that speech is just very very heartwarming, very it's a very tender moment, kind of a tearjerker too, because like you hear what the the uncle said about his career, because like he said that he started listening to people that said he couldn't do it, so he just fuck it, so he just gave up, he gave up, he quit, you know, <laughs> you know, <laughs> and that goes back to something I was just um coincidentally I was watching a Vlad TV interview. <laughs> With uh, Aries Spears, if you know Aries Spears, and like he was on Mad TV, um, and he was talking about the entertainment business because, like, he was saying that it's the, he was like the entertainment business is the greatest thing in the world, and it's also the and it's also the most heartbreaking thing in the world. This is the toughest thing in the world because, um. When it's like when it's heartbreaking, it's heartbreaking. But he said like, but when it's great, when it's great, it's the greatest thing in the fucking world. Like when you make it, <laughs> it's the greatest thing in the fucking world. Uh, because like he's just like, cause like he was like, and he was even talking about like creators, like uh, like internet creators, even like me included or whatever the fuck. Uh, you know, like he was talking about like YouTubers and all these people. He was talking about them, and he was talking about he like the internet makes he like the internet makes it better because like you always and like even like because like he does a podcast now, and he was talking about like the internet makes it better because like he was like you never know when you gonna pop. He said because he's like you always one step away <laughs> from popping, you know, and like so it was kind of and like it, it was kind of like the. Uh, it was kind of like the, the 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 uncle on Hollywood Shuffle what he was saying to to Bobby. He was like, dude. He was like, he was like, you one step away. He was like, you oh, you got an audition, like you got an audition. You 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 got in the room. You in the room. Don't quit. You know, you one step away. So um. So uh, I was like, it was pretty. It was a pretty tear-jerking moment for me man because like i had to fight back tears a little bit watching it you know because like i was like wow it's getting me i'm a little emotional right now (laughs) you know (laughs) talking about it because like it's like you're you're 
you're one you start t- telling him you're one step away don't quit you know but like great 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 fucking scene right there great heartwarming touching scene right there um on the other hand this movie is like kind of harsh to gay people <laughs> i'm like there's a lot of good things in hollywood shuffle a lot of good things in hollywood shuffle but not very not very kind to the gays <laughs> you know and it's not they're not like lambasting gay people throughout the whole goddamn movie i don't want anybody to get that idea but there's two things in this movie there's like a gay uh uh a gay hairdresser uh that uh Anne-Marie Johnson works with because uh Anne-Marie Johnson uh Bobby's girlfriend Bobby's girlfriend is a hairdresser uh and like he goes like in the, it's like at the beginning of the movie like he goes to visit her uh because he has because he's telling her about the audition like I got an audition I'm on my way you know this shit and all this thing he like like he kisses her and all this shit but uh there's a uh there's a gay dude <laughs> in the scene like he's a hairdresser and he kind of he kind of jealous and he was like he was like you ain't you ain't even all that anyway because like he thought that he was coming to see him <laughs> and bobby was like nah i'm her you know he was like, man you, you ain't all that anyway shit <laughs> and bobby was just like all right then girlfriend and all this shit <laughs> and he was doing that but there's also a, uh, a joke in here that just is very unnecessary it was during the uh it was during the uh the sam ace skit there's a uh a skit in here where uh, robert townsend plays a private investigator and he just drops the f-bomb like a minute into the skit he drops the 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 cigarette uh line uh if you with the cigarettes are called in the uk go look it up uh he drops that line because i ain't gonna fucking say it oh you know <laughs> i ain't saying the shit but um he he uh he drops that line and because he was just like oh man uh i got a phone call and I was like, who is this? It turns out it was some F word. You know, like, as I said, get the fuck out of my face. Or some shit like that, he said. <laughs> but, like, I'm not going to judge this. I'm not going to judge this movie on that. Because, like, it was the times. You know, like, this was 87. You know, you're like, there's a lot of things that we're doing right now that 30 years from now wouldn't won't be acceptable like you know like shooting kids you know i i, I don't want to get i don't want to get political because i'm talking about this movie so uh, <laughs> so i'm not gonna even get in, get into that shit but um so like that like I'm, but like yeah i'm not so like i'm not gonna judge a skit in a movie 35 years ago for what they did you know because like i said a lot of shit that we doing right now People gonna look like my daughter, like my daughter's generation is gonna look at, and they're gonna be like, "Yo, y'all do that shit? What the fuck?" You know, <laughs> you know, like there was a dude that ran up at a school and just fucking shot kids. You know why? What the fuck? Cause like I'm, cause like we judging people for what they did, 
back in the day, but like we got shit on us too. We got a lot of shit on us too. So don't be don't be surprised. Things change 30 years from now. And they're gonna look at that shit. That shit's barbaric now, but you know, they're gonna look at that shit and they're gonna be like, what the fuck was wrong with y'all? You know? But yeah, can't judge. You can't fucking judge. Um Steve James is in this skit too. Uh if you don't know who Steve James is, Google him. Cause he's a pretty legit black martial artist. He was in like all the American ninja movies. He's dope as fuck. I love music. I love Steve James. Steve James was dope. Like, he's another guy who doesn't really get his flowers. So, like, it's cool to see him highlighted here. But, um, but, uh, Kenan Ivory Wayans is a standout in this skit as Jerry Curl. Like, he's so fucking hilarious as that character, you know? <laughs> Especially, like, when he gets his, uh, activator stolen. Like, that's the highlight of the whole skit. <laughs> like, when he gets his activator stolen. And, like, the curl just starts to dry up. <laughs> it's the funniest shit ever. Because, <laughs> like, uh, Sam Ace still the, the activator. He's like, do you know? Because, like, uh, he's investigating the murder of some dude named Cookie, Cookie Head Jenkins. <laughs> he's, like, a break dancer. <laughs> and Jerry Curl is, like, one of the the best break dancers. And he was hating on Cookie Head. So, he, he fucking killed that motherfucker. So, <laughs> it's hilarious, man. Uh, also... Uh, did Bobby and I want to know if Bobby and Lydia had have sex in front of uh Bobby's sleeping grandmother because like the start of this skit was uh Lydia and Bobby watching Sam Ace and his grandmother came home. I, they was they was about to get freaky deaky and his grandmama came home and uh <laughs> and she was like, oh, I watched the movie with y'all and she sat between them or some shit. But towards the end, she fell asleep, and Bobby and Lydia are on the floor, and Bobby asked, he's like, my grandmama still asleep? And she's like, yeah, he's like, good, and they start fucking making out. I was like, did they just do the nasty on the floor in front of his grandmama? <laughs> I was like, because if they did, that shit's fucking nasty. <laughs> you know what I, mean? I would never do no shit like that. Well, oh yeah, um, Bobby also has a little brother named Stevie. Like, he really doesn't come into play until, like, the end of the movie. So, I, that's why I really... He's not really in the movie as much, either. So, because he's a little kid. You know, I don't know, child labor laws, whatever the fuck. I don't know. But, uh, Helen Martin is, uh, really good as, uh, Bobby's grandmother. Like, she's, like, a real subtle but poignant character. You know? Because, like I said, like, she's a grandmother. Like, she wants to be supportive, but she, like... I don't know, nigga. Like, you like fucking a grown-ass man. <laughs> you know? <laughs> you know? Because Robert Downs is probably, like, fucking 30 here. <laughs> you know? <laughs> Honestly. Like, he's, like, 30 years old. And you just, like, yeah, man, you need to get the fuck up out of my house with all this acting shit. But, uh, but like, subtle, but poignant. Um, Anne-Marie Johnson as, uh, Bobby's girlfriend, Lydia, like, this is not this is not a role where she really shines because like she's just playing like the run of the mill supportive girlfriend like the skits that's where she really shines she's hilarious in those skits but <laughs> but like last segment let's get we're riding down into the movie uh last segment where Bobby plays uh the street hood was 
kind of sad, you know, because his family is seeing him be a be a stereotype. And like it 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 was just cuz like he's shooting a movie. He comes out, they killed it, my brother, man. Uh, and you do it all this shit. And he has his grandmother watching. And he has his little brother watching. And he has his girlfriend watching. And they're all just like, mm, mm, mm. And like, they're just shaking their head. It was like, you over here acting like a coon. You know? So, <laughs> but this also shows you how fast some of your own people will stab you in the back. Because there's this guy throughout the movie, uh, uh, played by his actor named Roy Fagan. Uh, Roy Fagan was also in uh, the Five Heartbeats. He plays uh, God damn it, who's that guy? The guy that Red dangles off the uh, off the balcony. He's like, my hours are from five to nine, or whatever the fuck, nine to five, or whatever the fuck his name is. Uh, he played that dude, uh, but he's in this movie, and like he's like kind of like the faux like brother man. He's like, yo, brother man, we got stick. Together, you know what I'm saying? This is all they want us to do. They want us to be coons and slaves and all this shit, man. We got to say no more. But he in the movie. But and, and as soon as Bobby turns the shit down and realizes this shit is stupid, he's like, yo, man. He's like, man, this shit is bullshit. I don't want to do this shit no more. And then, like, that dude was like, I do it. You know what <laughs> you know, like, Quick. Quick to, quick to fucking put that goddamn wig on and just fucking shuck and jive for these white folks. And, and Robert Townsend carried the uh, to Tony. He's like, you ain't shit, man. He's like, you sell out, motherfucker. But, uh, you know. <laughs> but yeah, man. Like, that just shows you that. But I loved it. But I love this movie, man. I love this movie because it shows how far black actors have come. It shows how far black media has come. Because as much as I think that Black Panther is a pretty man movie. Like, I can't ignore the impact that it had on black culture. You know, I wish it was a better movie, but <laughs> I wish it was a better movie. It's a right movie. Uh, after you get past the pageantry, pageantry and, the, and, the, and, the, and, the, and the cultural impact and all this stuff, you look at the movie, it's a right movie. But, um, but yeah, but like I said, can't ignore how much of a culture, how much impact this movie had on culture. And, like, we finally get to play characters with some weight on them now, you know? And, like, Hollywood Shuffle was really, like, the stepping stone. Like, showing what black actors are capable of. And that's why I, I will always love this movie, man. Like, always. Um, and at some point, like, we always gotta go back to this movie. We always gotta go back to this movie to see how far we've come. Like, it's kinda outdated now, because we getting there. You know? <laughs> but... We, we shouldn't, we should never forget where the fuck we came from, you know, like, so I definitely recommend this movie, I recommend the hell out of this movie, like, this movie gets a perfect five out of five from me, uh, join me next week, when I will be reviewing 1986's Top Gun, until next time, peace.